Hello, hello, and welcome to episode five of Story Shed. Thank you so much for joining us, um, and welcome back if you um, have previously joined us. Sorry, it's been a little while since the last one, but here we are, ready for a new story. Um, if you are new to Story Shed, we are a storytelling podcast for children of all ages, adults too, anybody's welcome, anybody who wants to listen. Um, and at the end of the story, uh, the end of the podcast, um, I will be joined by our little helpers in order to answer a few questions and discuss the story. So if you're a teacher, if you are a parent, you can take the opportunity to do the same um, and have a chat with uh, your little ones about what you have just listened to. If anybody would like to get in touch, uh, please do via Twitter or our email address. On Twitter, we are at StoryShedPod and our email address is storysheddpodcast at gmail.com also we have a facebook page for search for us on there and um, we would really love to hear from anybody send in any ideas for stories any illustrations uh, any response to the stories you have that would be wonderful so please please do that so this episode the story we're looking at is question um, and this is a story all about a little boy who asks lots and lots of questions um, I've got three children of my own, two of them you've heard on the podcast, but I, over the years I have noted down the kind of various questions that they ask when they're, I don't know, around about the ages three, four, five. Um, so all of the questions that are in this story are real questions that my children asked me and I noted down over the years. Um, so that's just a little insight there to this story, but I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's open the door. Story Shed, Episode 5, Quest John. John was an inquisitive little chap. His mind was like an intricate map. Questions led to questions, the way that roads lead to more roads. He didn't want to know a little. He wanted to know loads and loads. His mind was like a building with a countless number of floors and on every level there were countless doors which led to countless doors. How many banks are there in England? Why can't you hold the dark? And what would happen if there were no white lines in a car park? Uh, excuse me, Daddy, he would politely inquire, but where does my poo go? And what does it sound like when they sing Wheels on the Bus in Mexico? Do the people in Star Wars know they're in Star Wars? And why are the back of cars called boots and not back doors? Now you and I might find this habit really quite interesting. But John's parents, Barry and Sally, were much less forgiving. Shush, John, they would say. We're watching the TV. Go to your room and play with your toys and do it quietly. Whilst packing at the supermarket, an exchange once went like this. Mum? John asked. Not now, she quietly hissed. But Mum, where? continued the lad. I am busy, Mum growled, turning mad. But Mum, do you know? John carried on. Be quiet, Mum seethed, glaring at her son. But Mum, what is it? she howled, leaving the groceries to form a heap. I was just wondering, I'm, I'm not too sure. Where did ducks sleep? Now this particular time... 
John's timing probably wasn't quite right. But there never seemed to be a moment, come morning, noon or night, to ask his parents questions and listen to their replies. Instead, he turned to books to help satisfy his what's, when's, how's and why's. So when John wanted to know how you turn an aeroplane around, he knew where there were answers to be found. And if he didn't have the right book to quench his restless mind, he would take his tablet and search the internet in order to find what lions like to eat, or how you make shoes, or if boats have number plates, or how to recognise pig poos. Now one crisp morning, when John and his mum were in the park feeding ducks in the pond, a brave mallard snatched the ring from mum's finger and ran off past the trees and beyond. Stop! she shouted. That's my wedding band! And she shook angrily the fist of her now ringless hand. It was no use. The crafty duck had disappeared. But on John's face a smile of recognition had appeared. Don't worry, Mummy. I know where ducks like to sleep the best. I bet you he's taken it and hidden it in his nest. Sure enough, they found the ring concealed beneath the reeds and Mum hugged John tight, so grateful for his good deed. The very next week, John and his parents were visiting the zoo. Other than reading, it was John's absolute favourite thing to do. On this occasion, it wasn't long before they were face to face with a potential disaster. Thankfully, John's quick-thinking response couldn't have been faster. You see, the worst of the worst happened when a lion managed to escape his cage and it patrolled the zoo quietly growling in a hungry rage. Naturally, the zoo-goers scattered from the giant cat, whimpering and screaming. But our John stood his ground, his eyes steely and gleaming. Because he knew what would satisfy the ravenous beast, he knew that raw meat was the thing on which they most often feast. Slowly, John edged towards the fridge of a nearby burger van ignoring the crouched and trembling sight of the burger man. The lion, meanwhile, was closing in on a terrified little girl, before John grabbed some uncooked burgers and managed to hurl them just in front of its nose, which it sniffed once before snaffling them with one bite, giving the zookeepers a chance to coax the lion back inside without a fight. All of this happened just before a holiday John and his parents were due to take and following this near-disaster, boy, were they ready for a break. They were spending a week in the south of sunny Spain, and it was little John's very first time on an aeroplane. About an hour into the flight, however, calamity struck once more, and once again John's bravery and insight came to the fore. John was invited to visit the pilot's cockpit, to see the magnificent controls and sit where the pilot usually sits. At that very moment, however, the pilot keeled over, clutching his chest. And also at that moment, a looming mountain appeared in the west. The uncontrolled plane was heading straight for it. Don't panic, thought John. I know how to sort it. And he looked at the controls, which had begun flashing and making a strange sound. And he pushed a red button, flicked a blue lever, took the joystick and calmly turned the plane around. The pilot, thankfully, came round too, his eyes wide like two big zeros. 
and John returned to his seat, a silent but satisfied hero. John had now rescued three disasters of increasing danger. But the key to his bravery and quick thinking isn't a stranger. It wasn't just these traits that it took, but an inquisitive mind and the knowledge from a good book. So there we go, that was episode five, Quest John, um, and we are going to have a little bit of a chat about the story now. Our little helpers are here. Say hello, Leo. Hi. And Belle. Hello. So guys, um, first question for Quest John. Um, what is John like? What kind of boy is he? He's a curious little boy. He wants to know lots about the world and he asks lots of questions. Super. Leo? He's a very inquisitive boy who wants to know a lot of things. And how did John's parents respond to him asking all of those questions all of the time? Well, they said go away and like go to your room because um, it wasn't right time for them to for him sorry to ask questions. So like they were a bit annoyed and they were doing stuff at the moment. Super. They were like, oh, go away, John, not now. Just just, just leave us alone. Go, uh, find out somewhere else. Just, just go away. OK. And can you remember some of John's questions from the beginning of the story? Some of your questions, really. As I said at the beginning, they were your questions when you were younger. But anyway, some of John's questions. Can you remember? Um, the, why the back of cars called boots, not back doors? And what would happen if there was no white lines in the car park? Excellent. Any more, guys? Why are pe- uh, do the people in Star Wars know they're in Star Wars? Um, where does your poo go? How how do you recognise pig poo? Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, great. That's enough. Thank you. And um, so as the story progressed then, John found himself in three increasingly dangerous situations what were those situations and how did he um resolve those problems um so one of them was so the um pilot of a plane was holding his chest and didn't couldn't steer the plane they were and they were heading to a mountain and john was invited to the cockpit so he knew what to do and he steered the plane around and then went in the right direction. Fantastic. Another one, Leo? Uh, when a lion had broken out of his cage, he knew what lions what, um, liked to eat, so he got some uh, uh, uncooked meat from a burger van and gave it to the lion. Fantastic. And the first one, when he was with his mum in the park? Um... Well, they were feeding some ducks and then the duck snatched his mum's wedding ring from the from his, her finger. So, um, and he knew where they'd sleep and he knew that he would put they would put them in the nest. So he went to the nest and got the ring. 
Fantastic. And so how did John know how to resolve these kind of difficult situations? Because he asked the questions on it before and um, he searched them up on either book or tablet. Brilliant. Um, So if you think there is an overall kind of message to this story, what do you think that might be? Well, um, just like, if you want to know more knowledge about things, always look in a book or online. Brilliant. Read books. (laughs) Okay. And what about how John, uh, John's parents... uh, how he they treated John? What do you think about that? Listen to people and like you can. So if you know the answer, then you can tell them and help them. As always, guys, you've been brilliant. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Say bye bye. Bye. See ya. There we go. Thank you again to Leo and Bella, our little helpers. They were wonderful as always. Um, Just time for a couple of mentions. Firstly, to Castbox, who have supported um, StoryShed. They are a podcast app available on Apple and Android devices. Um, And on Castbox, you can access uh, 50 million free episodes of all kinds of different um, podcasts. Um, So please get on there and download us, StoryShed. Head over to your app store to do that. Also, a mention to... um, a wonderful letter I received from Grace Millington. Um, she sent in an idea for a story for Story Shed called Freckle-Faced Grace, and I really loved it, um, and I'm hoping to weave that into a future episode of Story Shed. So thank you for that, Grace, and keep your ears peeled. Um, so there you go. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.